standing. Let's humble ourselves for God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day, O Lord. Thank you because today, Lord God, we believe, Lord, you will open our eyes, Lord, to see the things that you have done for us, Lord God. That today, O Lord, you will change our mindset, O Lord. Today, Lord God, you will give us a fuller understanding, Lord, of the sacrifice that you've done on the cross, O Father. That today, Lord, we will be changed, God, and we will never, ever be the same again, Lord. For today, Lord God, we will get to know you more and more. We will get to know, Lord, how deep, how great, how wide, how awesome your love is for us, O Father. So I pray right now, Lord God, seal this place with your blood, Lord. I command your warning angels, Lord, to just surround this place today in the name of Jesus. Lord, our attention will not be taken away from you, Lord God. Our focus will just be you and you alone, God. Prepare us, Lord, and give our hearts, Lord Jesus, the capacity to receive and listen for, from your word, O Lord. Father, even I pray, Lord God, I humble myself before you, God. May you hide me behind you, Lord God. Increase in me as I decrease. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a clap of praise. You can now all be seated. You can find your comfortable spot, but not so comfortable that you might want to sleep. Amen. Tell the person next to you, thou shalt not sleep. Amen. Because you have to be here, we have to listen, right? So can you tell once again the person next to you, good afternoon. Tell the person next to you, Jesus loves you. Jesus Amen. And who again came for the very first time? Who came to visit us for the first time? You may raise your hands. Can we give them a big hand? Once again, welcome, welcome to our visitors. Welcome to Lorian Church. Lorian is not just your church. Lorian is your family. Amen. Amen. And so our first timers want you to know that you are our what? VIP. You are our VIP. So we'll give you the best treatment. So in case you need anything, just approach any one of our ushers. And we'll tell you that today... It's going to be the day that will start your life in a whole new different way. Amen? Amen. And who's coming to Lorian for multiple times already? Can you raise your hands also? Good luck. Welcome, welcome. Amen? So next time we'll also bring our visitors here because we also, we also want them to learn about the, how, awesome God, yeah, how awesome God is. Amen? Are you ready to receive from the Word today? Are you really excited? Are you ready to listen? But more than anything else, are you ready to change? Amen. Amen. And you declare, I am ready to change. I am ready to change. Amen. So in the world, in the Philippines, they're celebrating right now what we call. What are they celebrating right now? They're celebrating Good Friday. But we declare that every day is good. Amen. So right now we'll just get to have what a revelation is all about. So do you know what a revelation means? No, me too, no. Revelation means discovering something that has always been there. Have you ever tried looking for your eyeglasses and all this time it's just on your head? (laughs) Have you tried looking for something only to find out that it has always been there? You were not just looking for it good enough that you didn't find it. Amen. So are there things... That will come like a revelation to you that it has always been there, but you've only discovered it now. Amen. You don't know, maybe the one that you're looking for has been there all along. You just need to have a revelation about it. Amen? A revelation is a deeper understanding because up until you know something, you will not really appreciate something. Amen? Once again, if you don't know the value of something, you wouldn't know how to treat that something. Are you there? Amen. So again, if you give an old man an iPad, he might use it as a chopping board because he doesn't know what that is for. But right now, let's have a topic. It's entitled, Revelation of the Cross. Are you excited for this? Amen. We know that God died on the cross. Are you there? Most of the time, before, it is only during Holy Week that we get to see the movie about Jesus, about Moses, and we feel sad, and then we cry, and then the next week, we go back to the same old life. Are you there? Amen. Jesus died a very terrible death on the cross. But have we ever asked ourselves, 
Why did Jesus die on the cross? If the death of Jesus is the only requirement for you to be saved, then it could have been that when Jesus was born, automatically, he was already killed. And then you're saved. Are you there? But why of all, Jesus chose the cross as the form of death that he wants? Maybe if God wants it the easier way around, he could have chosen to die via lethal injection. Are you there? Like he would just lie down in the bed, people will make him sleep, lethal injection gets in, he's dead, you're saved. Could Jesus have done that? Have you thought about it? Why not? It's still the same death. Maybe Jesus could have chosen to die via a gun. Like Jose Rizal. Jesus would just stand on turning his back, fuego, and then he's dead. Done. We shouldn't have seen right now red cross. We should have seen red gun. Are you there? People would not be doing maybe the sign of the cross, but maybe the sign of the lethal injection if it, if it happens. Are you there? Amen. But was God, what was God thinking that of all the ways that he could have died, he chose the cross? Have you ever asked that? Lord, of all the things, why the cross? Why, Lord, hindi ka nalang binitay? So that later on, the tattoos will not be a cross, but lubid. <laughs> and in the hospitals, you wouldn't have the cross. If Jesus would have died on the gun, your decoration would be a gun. And if you go to the cemetery, you would not see cross. You would see guns, guns, and more guns. But Jesus was specifically choosing the cross. Jesus chose the most brutal death ever. No one has beaten it yet. If there's the most brutal, most violent way of death, it was a death on the cross. Because the crucifixion was designed so that the person will not die automatically. The person will die a slow, painful death. Are you there? Have you asked why? Or maybe just today. Except to tell you this. Everything that Jesus does, it has a purpose. He will not go to the cross to die a very violent death so that you will just feel pity for him. Hindi naman pumunta si Jesus Christ sa cross para kaawaan mo siya kasi hindi niya kailangan ng awa mo. Are you there? Jesus is not the kind of God I will die in a crucifixion. I will die on a cross so that later on when they decide to do a movie about my life, it will be very dramatic. <laughs> right? But don't you know that Jesus' death on the cross, everything that happened from the crown to the nail to the cross, to the whip, to the spear. Each one has a purpose. And maybe, just maybe, we've known that for a long time, but allow it that today, you will get to understand. Kaya pala. If there's a hashtag for today, it will be hashtag kaya pala. Are you excited? Are you excited to know why God did what He did? Amen. It says here, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 8, in the verse that we read, we read a while ago, it says, Your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. Though He was God, He did not demand and cling to His rights as God. He made Himself nothing. He took the humble position of a slave and appeared in human form. And in human form, He obediently humbled Himself even further by dying a criminal's death on a cross. Who among you here to believe God is living an extravagant and a luxurious and a comfortable life way in heaven? Do you believe that? Amen. The song a while ago says, How awesome is this love that you laid down your crown? Can you imagine that? One day, Jesus would just say, I'm ready to leave whatever I have in heaven because I will go to the earth because I will save the people from death. Is it easy to become a human? 
if you're a guard. It's like this. Maybe you love cockroaches so much that you don't want them to die. Yeah? When someone would step, no, don't touch them. Because you love cockroaches so much, one day you've decided, I will become a cockroach. <laughs> so that I will save all the cockroach. Funny, right? But that's exactly what Jesus did. He forgot his being a God to reach out to us. That who are we for him to love us this much? Are you there? He could have chosen not to, but he did. It's difficult. It's, it's, it's the longest distance ever. His travel was not quick. Imagine heaven to earth. But he still did. If Jesus was able to travel from heaven to earth, so it's easier for you to travel from home to church. Are you there? Jesus traveled the distance. How come I cannot go to any of my Bible studies? Or how come I cannot go to my prayer meetings? Are you there? Because Jesus is not just demanding something that he doesn't do. He does it first because he's not a God who just commands. He's a God who exemplifies. Are you there? Mas malayo ang langit kesa sa simbahan. Are you there? Kung mahirap pumunta ng simbahan, are you there? But Jesus forgot all those. And Jesus said, I am willing to do it. I am willing to do whatever it takes to save you, me, all of us, the person next to you. Are you there? Yes. Look at the person next to you. Can you imagine that? Jesus loves that person. Amen. Amen. Despite the flaws and all, Jesus loves that person. And that person also is one of those that Jesus died for. Amen. Amen. That no matter how annoyed you are to the person sitting next to you, maybe, or to the person in front of you, or to the person that you just, I don't know where is sitting right now. But the thing is, God loves that person. And if you feel like, like nobody loves you, let me give you a good news. Jesus does and He always will. Amen. Hindi ka man sagutin ng nililigawan mo, mahal ka ng Diyos at hindi magbabago yun. Amen? This is how you increase your self-esteem. You don't like me? Jesus loves me? That's more important than anything. Amen? Amen? Because that's what love is. That nobody else, God even said, that the, no greater love, no love is greater than this for a man to give his life to a friend. Are you really, are you really so sure? I know you have best friends, but you can really do it. Like, what if your friend is being hostage and you will tell, Oh, no, no. <laughs> Maybe you tell your friend, I pray for you, be strong. <laughs> Let's face it, no one else would. Are you there? Even the closest friend that you have, Uy, madedeport ako. Sige, samahan kita. Mag-ingat ka sa Pilipinas, ha? Baka yung talaga mission ni Lord para sa'yo. Are you there? Because in the toughest times, though we, miss, we may say, I'll be here for you, no matter what. But the truth is, people will turn their back on you. Amen. Have you experienced that? Amen. And the most difficult part is when those that you don't expect to turn their backs on you are the actual people that are turning their backs on you. Amen. But the good thing is, God never will. Amen? Tell the person next to you, God never will. Amen? So God is telling us this. It says that your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. That Christ Jesus was able to forget the luxury to face the world because of love. Are you there? The only VIP in church are the first timers. 
That's why we welcome the because of the VIP if it's your second time. Tada! No more. Because God even came to serve and not to be served. Sometimes what's difficult of being a Christian is that thought of entitlement. Nah, dapat you should treat me well because you're a Christian. Whenever I'm in need, you should do this for me. Hey, come on. Let go of every entitlement that you have. Because even Jesus let go of any entitlements. He did not come. He could have said, When I come, prepare for me a great parade. Prepare for me for the palace, the softest bed. But of all the places that they could have been born in, it's in the poorest of the poor. Not even in the hospital. That's what humility is all about. Are you there? Amen. The only right that the Christian should have is to give up your rights. Amen. 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 Pastor, I have the right to receive apology, Pastor. <laughs> Come on, give up your right. Pastor, I have the right to receive the explanation. A <laughs> reasonable excuse, Pastor. Pastor, I have the right for closure, Pastor. <laughs> Even Jesus did not demand for that. Are you there? Who am I to demand for something? So God is telling you right now, have the same character as me. Are you there? That if Jesus went to the cross, you should also go to the cross. Not just to the cross, but through the cross. Because sometimes we just go to the cross. Jesus, oh, it's so weird. <laughs> but I don't go through the cross. Because paradise is not just coming to the cross. Paradise is behind the cross. Amen. Are you there? So it tells, tells here, why do we need to see the cross? Because it says here, for if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, Certainly, we also shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. Is that clear? That if I'm together with Him in the dying process, I will be with Him in the resurrection process. I just shouldn't like the resurrection part. I must like the dying part also. But most of us, we just want to have, Lord, eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. But when we go to the dying process... Some would say, I'm not ready yet. You cannot be resurrected if you haven't died. Amen. Are you there? You can only be resurrected if you've already died. Tell the person next to you, die to yourself. Amen. Amen. It's about dying. Are you there? But dying is never happy. Amen. Kahit kung mo nga ang mamatay, masakit. Among here, you've experienced your toes dying, fingernails dying. It hurts, you know. How much more those things that God is demanding you to die from? Character, are you there? It's not because you got used to it, it's automatically okay. Baka nasanay ka lang. Are you there? Am I still making sense? It says here today, God wants you to experience a dying process because it is only when you are united with Him in His death that you can be together with Him in His resurrection. Are you ready to die? When you say amen, you're not saying amen to me. You're saying amen to Him. And God even said, let your yes be yes. Are you ready to die? Are you Lord, maybe. Lord, it's a case-to-case basis. Are you there? But right now, let's move on further. Because you might also ask, Pastor, is it really possible for me to experience that? Pastor, so you're telling me what others do, like they have to crucify themselves? Is that what I should do? No. 
but you can spiritually be translated. You can be spiritually moved on to that place of Jesus' death so you would experience it so that all together we can receive the revelation of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Because if you read in Psalm, it says there, can we read all together? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from the words of my own. Oh my God, and I cry out like day, but I didn't Answer. Is this familiar? Is this words, are these words familiar? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Who said this? Jesus. In Psalms? Psalm is in the New Testament or in the Old? When did Jesus come to the world? New, in the New Testament. Could be the one Jesus saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatan. This were David's words when he was groaning out to God. Could it be that Jesus was copying David? Or could it be David was actually copying whatever will Jesus will say? Are you there? This tells us that we have the capacity to be translated into that place to experience his death so that we can experience his resurrection. Amen? Because David was able to experience it that he was able to say all those things. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Amen. So if David was able to be translated into that place, do you also want to experience that translation? That you too can experience that death in, in Calvary. Amen? Amen? Are you ready? Amen. Also it says here, But you, O Lord, be not far off. Oh, my strength, come quickly to help me. Deliver my life from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. So we get to see here that this was also David experiencing whatever Jesus was experiencing and so much more. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that God died a very brutal death? That it was more than dogs and lions and oxen. That it was actually men killing him. Are you there? So it says here, this reflects what Jesus was going through when he was being crucified. Jesus was calling out to the Father. Who among here are fathers? I will be in two weeks from now. I'm not technically a father, father yet. You know what I mean? But it hurts to see your children or child being hurt. Are you there? And can you imagine the hurt of the father seeing his only son being whipped, nailed, ridiculed? And Jesus said, Father! But God wouldn't budge. God wouldn't dare look at him. Can you do that? Fathers, mothers, can you do that? Like your child will tell you, Mama, tulong! And you wouldn't look. I don't know. I wouldn't look. Not now. God couldn't look at Jesus at that time because the sin of the world was dumped into him. Your sin, my sin, our sin, all of it were dumped into him. That's why God cannot dare look. So we have to experience that cross. It says here in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 to 12, this is a faithful saying, for if we die with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. So again, today, let this be a time that you will get to experience what he experienced. Maybe not physically. You cannot tell. Maybe, Pastor, there's a cross outside. One by one, Pastor, we will do this. <laughs> Again, it's not more in the physical experience, but more in the spiritual experience of dying on that cross. Amen? Amen. And also says here, 
And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. So this talks about the heart of the father at that time. It breaks, but it's required. I told my wife this. Um, right now, maybe on the generation that we have, we haven't experienced newborn screaming. Amen? Have you experienced that? Yes. You being screamed. <laughs> no, hindi siya usinun, no? So newborn screaming is when the baby is born, the baby will be taken away from the parents, and on the heel of the baby, they will have to, they will have to like prick using a very long, fat needle. They will have to prick, they have to get blood from the baby. And I haven't seen any baby smiling and laughing when that is done. It's painful. I told my wife this, I will not be there when the newborn screening is being done to my daughter. Because I might not be able to handle it. Though I'm a nurse, pero iba pala talaga pag anak mo na. Are you there? So even Jesus, even, even God, He was experiencing that. So why do we need the cross? Do you need the cross? Amen. Why do we need the cross? Because without the cross, without the dying of Jesus on the cross, our state is this. We are sick, we are lonely, we are sinful, we are rebellious, we are ashamed. Because we are outside the paradise. Amen? Amen? So we have to be in the paradise through the cross. Do you remember the story of Adam and Eve? How did they sin? How did they sin? Through disobedience. Because God was telling them, you can eat from all the trees except for this. Are you there? Do you think there are only two trees? Lord, um, I, it's only two trees. I really cannot eat this. But maybe there are 2,000 plus trees. God has given them so much option. But despite the option, they will really try to do one thing that God doesn't want them. Are you there? That there are many options available for you, pero bakit talaga ang sarap ng bawal? You're silent again as a church, guys. <laughs> You're silent as a church. But then, it tells us here, haven't you asked the reason why they were cast out from the paradise is through a... Through a what? Through the tree. The way of exit was through a tree. Paradise. Wilderness. Tree. Because they ate from that tree. And that's the exit point. What should be the entry point? Where did Jesus die? Cross. Made off. From a tree. Revelation number one. Because of the tree, they were cast out. And because of a tree, you can come in. Are you there? Because the way out is the way in. Kaya pala. That's why the tree could have been aluminum. It could have been heavier. Or the tree could have, the, the, the cross could have been copper. Sabi. But of all, the cross was made out of a wood. It was not the wood that is, what's the Tagalog in English in liha? Sandpaper that you would smoothen, right? Nasalugsug ka na ba? Ouch, diba? Can you imagine when Jesus was carrying that cross, all the salugsug was on him, but he had to go through it because that's the way that you can get back. Are you there? So, what is the miracle of the cross? It says here, Jesus did not die to be admired as a martyr, not to gain sympathy or pity, not to become famous. It's not about attention. It's all about intention. What's the difference between attention and intention? Most of the time, sometimes we do things because... We want the attention. But we don't want the right intention. 
And Jesus again came to this earth. Hindi para kauhan. But because he had a purpose. Because again, going back, Jesus could have chosen to die via a bow and an arrow. Die. But because there was a purpose. Amen? So it says here, Jesus took the curse for us. It says in Isaiah, from the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness, only wounds and welts and open sores, not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with oil. It tells here that there's no spot in Jesus that wasn't wounded. Have you been wounded physically? It hurts. But for Jesus, can you imagine this? He was having wounds from his head down to his toes and nothing was good on him. Maybe you wouldn't see a person walking. Maybe at that time when you would see Jesus, you would see a meat walking. Because he was wounds all. He was bruises and he was wounds all over the body. And then you would ask why? Because he took the curse off you, off me. And put it on himself. Because you're lying, he had to pay for it. Because you're cheating, he had to pay for it. Because you're having fornication, he had to pay for it. Because you're hypocrite, you hear hypocrite. That's why he had to pay for it. Without complaints. When you talk talk about these things, it becomes really quiet. <laughs> there is no beauty. Walang anumang maganda na makikita mo sa kanya. But no matter how sinful we are, God still sees us as children. That it was still Him voluntarily obeying to the cross. Amen? God had to make a decision whether to just wipe us all away or to send His Son. And you know what he did? He chose to send his son. Because again, at that time when God had to choose between you and his son, he chose you. He chose you. Have a revelation that a God chose me. That a God out of his love died for me. That a God out of his love sacrificed for me. Amen? It says also here, But many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know him as a man. Can you imagine that? Even the movies, have you seen The Passion of the Christ? It's more than that. It's more. He would have wounds here. He would have wounds here. He would have wounds Everywhere. But still, he did it. It also says here, My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot sprouting from a root in dry and sterile ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him. Because again, all the sins of the world were dumped on him. And sin is never attractive. Are you there? Sin is never attractive to the sight of the Lord. And he says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. There was a great exchange. I remember, I, I don't know if you know the story about this fictional story about the general who's very loving yet he's very just. One day in their camp, they, they found out that someone is stealing food from them. And the general said, whoever, caught, whoever is caught stealing shall be put into punishment. He shall be scorched. He shall be whipped in front of many so that no one will follow him. Until one time, his soldiers went to him and told him, General, we found the culprit. And then the child said, okay, bring him to the court. And he, they said, it's not actually him, it's her. So bring her to the court. 
when the lady was being brought to the court, it was actually an old lady who happened to be his mom, his mother. And everybody was looking at him. Will you still do it? Tignan natin yung galing mo. He cannot take back his word that whoever is caught should be punished. So his mom was looking at him, maybe asking for pity and mercy. But so he said, proceed. So his mom was brought to the center. And the the one who's bringing the whip was very now ready to, to whip. But before the first whip, he said this, Stop! And they said, yeah, no, babawi na yan, babawi na. You know what he did? He actually went to his mom and hugged his mom. His mom was here, he was on top, and then he said, now you may proceed. Because I cannot take back my word. But I still love my mom. God cannot take back his word. But he loves you. But he loves you. Amen. So it says here, so what then is the reason why God chose the cross? First, why the cross? Because in the cross, there is a cancellation of curse. Amen? Amen. The meaning of the cross is for the cancellation of curse. Tell the person next to you, your curses are canceled. So what are curses? Have you experienced curses? There are what we call generational curses. Amen? That every generation of your family, there's always a broken family. It's a curse. Like, kasi nakiwala yung tito at tita ko. Somewhere in my lolo and lola, they're also separated. It might happen to my generation also. It might happen to the next generation. Have you experienced that? Curses. Like in every family, in every, in every generation, there's always cancer. Like curses being passed on from one generation to another. Are you there? Amen. But because of the cross, the curse is canceled. Amen. Amen. That your forefathers might have experienced it, but you don't need to experience it anymore. Amen. Because Jesus already died for you on that cross. And whatever curse the enemy may have thrown at you, God is telling you this. For your your generation and the next, it's canceled. It's cut off. Amen? That's why you think of any generational curses right now. Like growing old alone. I believe in single blessedness. But then maybe, just maybe, it's running from one generation to another. You know why you're the one who's here? You know why you're the one listening to this message? Because God is telling you, in your generation, I will cut the curse. Amen? Amen? In your generation, I will cut the curse of poverty. Not anymore. So the decision that you're doing right now is not just a decision you're doing for yourself. You're doing this for the generation that will follow you. Are you there? If you have a generation of lasingero, lasingera, for you, not anymore. Are you there? I told myself this. There's one thing that my children will will, will never be able to experience. They will never experience their papa telling them, Bubili ka nga ng biro sa tindahan. I've experienced that. But I will not allow my children to experience that. Are you there? Amen. Are you ready to fight for the generation inside you? Amen? Amen. No more, no more curses. Because it says here, I have been crucified with Christ. And I... No longer live, but Christ lives in me. The live I like in the body, I live by, by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Therefore, it is no longer I. It is no longer the generation that will live on. It is Jesus who will live on. Are you there? Are you excited for the generation that will follow you? Amen. No more curses. Amen. No more gener- generational curses. Because we will declare it will be cut off starting today. Are you there? Tell again the person next to you. Your curses are cancelled. It says here, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, 
Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Therefore, it's the cross. The cross absorbed all the curse. So right now, church, you can come to the cross and allow the cross to absorb everything. Every curse. Amen? Sa generasyon mo, wala nang mahirap. Amen. Alright, do you believe in that? Yeah. Do you claim and believe in that? Yung lolo mo, mahirap yung lolo ng lolo mo. Tapos, hanggang sa akin ba, Lord? And don't ever believe that God will love you more if you're poor. God is not a sadistic God. Are you there? God will love it more when He blesses you. Are you there? So it says here, what's again the meaning of the cross? What's the meaning of the cross? A cancelled curse. So your curses are being cancelled already. Amen? Amen. And the next would be, I, I lost my notes. <laughs> the next would be, the crown of thorns. Do you remember the time that Jesus was being placed with the crown of thorns because they were ridiculing him? Amen? Did they place it very gently? You know the crown of thorns? There's really like there's really like um plant in their in their in their area, which is really called the crown of thorns because it's really thorny. And you know what? It's like when it hits your head, it's like I speak. Can you touch your head? Do you believe that your head is the most um, it's the most bloody part. Have you hit your head already and it began to bleed? To bleed? So though it's just really small, but when it bleeds, it's gonna ooze. Are you there? When I was young, because I was really big, and my classmate pushed me on the stage, Woo! Bum! Bum! and I was like, it was bleeding and my teacher was panicking. Because in the head, it's, you don't have any, you don't have any, there are many, there are many veins in your head. So at that time, when they placed the the, the the crown of thorns in the heads of Jesus, can you imagine this? They pushed it. Did you see the movie The Passion of the Christ? They even hit it. So you will hear that because it was hitting the skull already, and Jesus was bleeding all throughout. So then, why did you put the crown of thorns in Jesus? Para lang I know the meaning of the crown of thorns is freedom from ruin and oppression. Amen. Do you remember that that Adam and Eve was sent out of paradise? Amen. That before there's buffet, eat all you can without having to do anything. Are you there? But then when they were cursed, this is what happened. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce what? Thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. So before, if Adam and Eve could just freely eat the fruit of the land, this time, they will have to labor, but what will grow are thorns. Because the ground is cursed. Are you there? So what Jesus did, you know what you know what the devil was? The devil is kind of foolish. Because he thought he was defeating Jesus. And he thought he was defeating Jesus. But then when the first blood came, dropped, it will drop where? In the ground. The ground that was cursed has already been healed because the blood of Jesus dropped into it. Are you there? That before you were trying your best, you were doing your best, but you still don't get anything? Para ang hirap naman, Lord, kumita. Amen? That there's a curse of poverty and why of all the, the, the places he placed it in the head because poverty is in the mind. Amen. Poverty is not based on how much you have in your wallet. It's all in the mind. 
mind. So that's why Jesus wants to cleanse your mind that you are not poor. Tell the person next to you, you are not poor. Amen. Wag utak mahirap. Can I be real? Amen. Because even though you have money, but you will think poor. In ha- ha- what ways? It will be very hard for you to be generous because you think you're poor. That even though you're already earning six digits, but it will be difficult for you to give your tithes because, Lord, no, Because you think you're poor. Ano pa? One sign of poverty? Utak libre. Are you there? Because I think I'm poor. Ako saan libre? Doon tayo libre! Are you there? Let me just talk some sense here. Are you there? Pag saan libre, sama ako. Pero ano, ambag-ambag tayo. Busy ako, oh, busy. Tell the person next to you, wala akong taklibre. Amen. Kung ililibre ka man, well and good. But don't demand wood. Kaya ang daming kabayan dun sa tester lagi ng kape. Are you there? Dito tayo, libre. Are you there? Utak libre, what's utak libre? I mean, don't, don't, don't think that you're poor. See yourself as rich because you have a rich God. Amen. It doesn't mean, it also doesn't mean maging matapobre ka, I'm rich, I'm rich. But think rich. Amen? Pag pumupunta ka sa kainan, huwag naman yung Mount Apo yung pag-aula. Hindi <laughs> kasi baka maubusan na ko eh, no? <laughs> Hindi naman naubos, tinapon lang. Do you still have me? <laughs> are you there? Because God already healed that. You are no longer poor. Amen? Amen. Tell the person next to you, I am rich. I am rich. Because the, God already took the crown of thorns. Amen? Amen. Kaya pala. Now you understand why? Yes. The crown was not just for decoration, friends. It served a purpose. Amen. Amen. Then the next, the whip on the back. This is for your healing. Are you there? The whip on the back is for your healing. Jesus was whipped how many times? 39 times. But the whip that was used was called the cat of nine tails. Have you seen that? That when you whip once, you will get to have nine. And on the tip of the of the whip, there's like bones, animal bones, that will stick to your body. Then they begin to pull it like that. So, oh my heart! <laughs> Are you there? Have you seen the movie The Passion of the Christ? Jesus was at the back. And then one of the commanders commanded, flip. From back, flip this time, and then this time. From hand to toe. And the devil was very, <laughs> Jesus, loser, <laughs> now you're nothing. Little did the devil know that every whip accomplishes something. That Jesus was really welcome to do that. Hey, come on, whip me. If you will whip me, then that will be for something. What will that be for? That is for your healing. Because the word of the Lord says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon Him. And by His wounds, you are healed. Amen. By His wounds, you are healed. How many times? And according to what I've, I've read, there are 39 main classifications of diseases. Not an accident, though. 39 classifications of diseases, one classification, one whip. That no sickness that God cannot heal. Because by His stripes, you are healed. And I just praise God that I can walk like this now. Wow! <laughs> yes, right? Little did you know, before coming here two days back, 
I eat too much peanuts, my fault. <laughs> I know that I have, I have a high level of uric in my body. And just before going to the Bible study, my, my right foot, it inflamed. Yesterday, it became more. And I was telling you, maybe I'd be preaching on Friday wearing slippers. Because I cannot, I cannot, I cannot put my sh- my foot in my shoe. Jimmy Choo. <laughs> I cannot wear the Jimmy Choo because it hurts. And then God, I'm telling God, I'm telling you this morning, maybe because I will preach something about healing and God wants me to experience it first. I've been standing since what time? They're telling it's already five minutes left. I'm still able to stand. I'm still able to walk. Because no sickness can overcome the power of the healing of the Lord. Can you declare, I am healed? I am healed. Amen. Because by His stripes you are healed. Next would be. No, there's no next. You're healed. (laughs) Okay. The next, there are three nails. Amen. One on each hand and the other on the foot. So, you know where they kneel, Jesus? They said it's not going to be here. It should be here. Because if it's here, then it might tear off. Because what will carry the weight of Jesus is just that. So, because Jesus is somehow heavy, maybe he'd fall off. So, they need to find somewhere here. And there's a vein here that once you hit it, it will give you a feeling of electrocution. Like the moment you hit this. Have you experienced? Hit this. The whole idea but for Jesus, every time it's every time they hammer it, they would make him feel that electrocution over and over again. So what was that for? The nail number one, that is freedom from guilt. Are you there? Do you want to be free from guilt? It says here, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. And it says here, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Amen. Because we are already canceling your guilt. Why did Jesus, why was Jesus pierced in the hand? So that he can no longer move. With guilt, he cannot move. Amen. When you still have guilt, it's hard to move on. Because you may have been forgiven, but sometimes the guilt is still there. And most of the time, the devil will make you remember that. Amen. Are you there? Because when God forgives you, He doesn't forget, but He remembers no more. He still knows that you did it, but He would choose not to remember it. Are you there? So what is the, what is the nail for? Freedom from? And the next would be the cancelled accusations. What are accusations? Accusations are the written arguments of the enemy against you. So it says here, having cancelled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. Amen. So have you experienced na may nautang ka sa tindahan? Yung may lista. Tapos hindi mo nabayaran, mahihiya ka ng... Because there's a there's an utang, there's like a written utang. Most of the time, when you face Jesus, you know what the enemy will say? Jesus, alam mo ba? Yang si sister, number one. Number one. Mm. But he said here, he already canceled that. He already nailed that to the cross. Amen. Therefore, you are you're free. Tell the person next to you, you are free. You are free. free. Nail number three is what? Victory over oppression. What is oppression? Have you experienced it that people are just stepping over you? In Tagalog, tinatapak-tapakan ka Are you there? Sometimes people would make us feel that we are of no use, that we are nothing. But when Jesus was nailed on the foot, you are free from oppression already. Are you there? Because Jesus has already ransomed you. Amen. Second to the last. What is the spear for? Do you, do you remember what happened? When Jesus was on that cross, 
but he already died. They were just making sure that he's already dead. They took a spear, pierced it through him. It went to the heart. So it broke the heart of Jesus. And out of it was water and blood. This is the literal broken hearted. The spear is for your inner healing. Because doctors may fix you, but I haven't seen any doctor who can do an inner healing except Jesus. Amen? Doctors may give you a new heart, but it's only Jesus who can give you an inner healing. Amen? Baka may sama ka ng loob sa katabi mo. So, God is telling you right now that with that spear, I died with a broken heart so that yours can be whole. Amen? God died with a broken heart so that yours can be whole. And lastly, the blood of Jesus. What is the blood of Jesus for? This is for your cleansing. This is for your purification. Always apply the blood of Jesus over your life. It says here, He shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east side. And before the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. And also Jesus bled seven times. So instead of a lamb, instead of a sacrificial lamb, Jesus is our um, sacrificial lamb. And it says here, in fact, we can say that according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified by sprinkling with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. You may be sinful. We are all sinful. But the good news is, Jesus already died for us on the cross. Not to die as a martyr, but to die with a purpose. Amen? Amen. From the crown of thorns to take away your curses, from, from your poverty mindset, carrying the cross so that you may enter in, your nails, freedom from oppression, freedom from guilt and accusation, and for your heart, for, for the spear, so that you can have an inner healing. Amen? And so, do you want to be, cruci- be crucified with Christ? Amen. Really? Being crucified with Christ is not standing next to Christ. Amen? Being crucified with Christ is being crucified in front of God. Are you there? Uh, can I call Paolo? Because Paolo is always alive. Can I call Paolo and Gian? Paolo and Gian. So, let's say this is Jesus. Okay, what if you're the one crucified on the cross? And then this is us. Sometimes you think that... Sometimes you think that being crucified with Jesus is... Okay, do the same thing, like what he does. So we think that it's like this. Just being crucified with Christ. But being crucified with Christ is not really like that. Being crucified with Christ is like this. So can you can you face him? Face him. And face him. Being crucified with Christ is like this. Standing in front of Christ. So that the crown of thorns will be experienced by you. So that your nail, the nail can be experienced here. So that here, poverty mindset will also be broken here. So that guilt will also be removed here. So that accusation could also be cancelled. So that heart could also have an inner healing. So that there could be victory over oppression. And by His stripes, you are healed. Amen. Amen. Can you give them a big hand? So do you want to experience right now? Do you want to be crucified with Christ? Are you really ready to be crucified with Christ? Just before we do that, let's all watch this. Can I ask? Uh, let's just do one thing. Let's just be reminded of that love. Before we, before we come into, before we end the service, I want everyone to just do this right now. Just stand and close your eyes. Just stand and close your eyes. 
it's now time to be crucified with Christ. Because if we are with Him in His death, we can be with Him in the likeness of His resurrection. So can you stand and then extend your arm? Everybody be requested to just to stand. Extend your arm. Really wide. Really wide. Just extend your arm really wide. And just begin to close your eyes. Just begin to close your eyes. It was in this position that Jesus gave His life for you. It was in this position that Jesus sacrificed His all and gave His best. And imagine right now you're standing in front of Jesus, being crucified with Jesus. You will hear Him breathe. You will see how difficult it was for Him. You will see the pain and you will experience the pain. At this time, allow the crown of thorns to touch your head and to tell you that the God right now is moving away any form of poverty in your mindset in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we cast out, Lord God, any form of intimidation in the name of Jesus. And allow our God to cleanse each one's thought right now in the name of Jesus. And we are not poor, God, because we have a rich God that we are prosperous, O Lord, in Jesus' name. And allow that nail on your right hand to feel the hands of Jesus. You can hold His hands, but you will feel the nail. And God is telling you right now, I am freeing you from any form of guilt in the name of Jesus any form of guilt right now be removed in Jesus name sins from the past right now is being cancelled in Jesus name and on the left hand you will feel the nail piercing through Jesus but he will look to you he will look at you in your eyes and he will tell you this no accusation anymore The devil cannot accuse you anymore because I have already paid for you. Be free. And you will feel the nail in the foot of Jesus. And he will tell you, you are no longer oppressed because I am lifting you high. Because I am lifting you high. Because you are my son, you are my daughter. And all over the body, you will feel the wounds of Jesus. You will feel the wounds. And God is telling you right now, by my stripes, you are healed. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. Receive your healing. Come on, receive your healing, church. The anointing of healing is upon this place right now. Receive your portion of healing. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. And you will feel the heart of Jesus. As the spare broke his heart, your broken heart is now whole. You are now whole. You are now whole. Any hurts in the past is canceled right now in the cross of Jesus. In the cross of Jesus. And by his blood, you are cleansed. You are cleansed. You are cleansed. And you will hear Jesus breathing his last. But he'll still look into your eyes and he'll smile at you and he'll tell you, My child, it is finished. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. You see it right now. That's over your life. It is already finished. God has won the victory. You are now healed. You are now whole. You are now complete. 
And if you just really want to surrender your life to Jesus, I'm inviting you to come to this altar. You can kneel down. You can cry it out to God. You can tell everything to God. And then the leaders of the church will pray for you. Let this just be a time in Jesus. Let this just be a time of surrendering, of giving, of going back to that cross. Of going back to that cross in Jesus' name. And let the Spirit of God just go. And my request right now, the pastors, the elders of the church, the leaders, to pray for our brethren in Christ.